Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of Money and Mandem. This is our career series and today we'll be talking about banking. So we're joined with two special guests, Dami and MM. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you very much for having us. No yeah. worries. So I guess before we get into this discussion, um, for our listeners, could you guys give them um, just a bit brief background about yourself? So I guess what you studied... Um, I guess, um, what you've worked in and the teams you'll be working in. Cool. Who's going first? Me? Okay. So I'm <laughs> MM. Um, I studied mechanical engineering at Imperial College London. Dami, why are you still on my screen? Does it not pop up with me when I'm talking? No, it doesn't. No. That's so weird. Yeah, so what I do <laughs> is that I do like the everyone view. For going yeah, there. I do the everyone Gallery. Okay, okay, that's yeah, much better. Gallery. All right. So I'm MM. I studied um, mechanical engineering at Imperial College London. I just graduated. Um, yeah, I'm going to be working at Evercore. My first rotation is in utilities. Um, yeah, that's just about it. Cool, cool. Dami. Sweet. Um, I'm Dami. Um, I just finished studying um, civil and environmental engineering at Imperial. Um, and I'm about to start at Rothschild & Co. in their leverage debt advisory team. Yeah. Jeez. That's very... I don't even know what you do there. So I guess the first thing... <laughs> the first thing for banking that a lot of people don't really understand that you can't really understand to you actually get into the industries like what the role of a banker is and what you actually do day to day so i guess for your teams um could you just explain like what your day-to-day role is and what you think the role of, of a banker is yeah so i feel like your role um as a junior banker is very much just to get your numbers right so be very precise in everything that you put out um, and have a, like be responsible of the marketing materials. So whenever bankers do deals, right, you have like a pitch book that you're responsible for putting together, making sure everything looks nice and also all the numbers in there are correct. So your day-to-day tends to look like you come in at like probably nine if you're not in UK teams. UK teams in most banks in the UK seem to start like super early because they do brokerage and stuff and they have to call all their clients before the day starts, that kind of stuff. Um, so you come in at nine, you check your emails, you probably have meetings at some point in the morning. And then after that, you'll be staffed on a project where you probably look through the model, you have some understanding of the model, but your responsibility isn't on modeling, more so making sure the outputs um, fit into the story that you're trying to tell on a particular deal. Do you agree, Dami? Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I guess what I'd add to that is, I guess when you think about the whole um, like investment banking industry, um, you know, the from my summer internship, you know, the firm described it, described investment bankers as being the closest and most trusted advisor to clients on you know, strategic matters, particularly M&A and um, capital raises. And that is literally what the investment banking industry um, does for the clients. Um, 
And like Evan said, as a junior banker, your job is literally to make sure everything with regards um, material that the client gets to see um, is good. Um, and that involves a range of activities from the basic PowerPoint and Excel, you know, to a lot of other things that might not be <laughs> as fancy or cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah. So I guess like the next question is that most of both of you said that you study engineering at Imperial, right? Yeah. So when did you realize that banking was the role for you? Um, for me, it was when I did an internship in engineering and i just knew engineering was not the role for me <laughs> so i had to go into the, like pursuit of other things that would fit me and everyone said do sales and trading do markets like engineering fits very well within that realm of finance um i did a spring week in markets and like it was cool i enjoyed it but i didn't want to have each day kind of like i feel like in markets every day is almost a standalone day. Does that make sense? There's no real continuity of I'm working on a project. I, I might be wrong, but this was the sense I got from my spring week. Um, so yeah, I was lucky enough to land a internship at a hedge fund. And then everyone at the hedge fund was like, I did M&A. So I was like, okay, let me look into this M&A thing finally. And it's actually like pretty cool. I think my skill set fit the role well, so yeah, that's how I ended up in finance, I'd say. What about you, Dami? Um, so I think just, so just after I got my offer to start um, engineering at Imperial, I spoke to a friend who had finished um, the same course at Imperial three years before. Um, and he was working in a, um, he was working at PwC at the time, working in a in like a project finance role at PwC. And I guess that conversation just opened my eyes to um, how much, because for me really at the time the goal was, well, Africa has an infrastructure deficit and I wanted to help bridge that gap as an engineer. But help, you know, but help me, like help open my eyes to how, of course you can be the engineer with all these great ideas and all these things you want to build and all of that. But then if the financing isn't there, then the project isn't going to happen. So I think I already went into, or I went into my engineering degree very aware of that fact and very keen on opportunities to, um, to work in a project finance role. And at the time, my, my focus was really on Arab's transactions advisory team because Arab is a big engineering house and to be able to do in-house in project finance work, I thought would, would have been very good. Um, until of course you know you come across all the spring weeks and all of that um and i attended an event that i think city was hosting and i was just amazed by the skill of work they were doing in the project finance space um and for me that's why i said okay i wanted to do banking as opposed to being an arab because with arab it was much smaller projects with city you're talking billions in project finance work um, at yeah. the time and I guess as conversations with bankers and more industry professionals progressed, I realized I actually wanted to be closer to the businesses than the structuring of the financing. And so my interest started moving a lot more towards M&A, 
in the infrastructure power utility space and that's really how I ended up in banking. Well, okay, you guys have much more detailed answers as to why you went to go to banking. <laughs> and I guess both of you both both of you did um spring weeks. That's what's I guess that's the standard thing about how you get into banking. So you do a spring week, summer inter- summer internship and then hopefully get the grad role. How did you guys find the whole spring week application process? Because I know for me, I like I had no clue what I was doing. My, every time I look back at my cover letters, I'm just like, I just write like a deal and then not really know what bankers do. And like, no, no, how let did me you tell find you the process? worst story. In my, in my, um, I was telling someone this story today. When I applied for research at Goldman Sachs in the first year, you know, it says research and it's like, you need to be analytical. So I was now dropping like, I know how to use Python. I know how to use academia. I can read all the research reports from <laughs> from PhD. Like I was just like, what? When I went back to read that cover letter the other day, I was just like, wow, I was so uninformed. Mm-hmm. Spring weeks, you have to be informed. Like that's yeah. once you know someone who's been successful, just kind of not saying take theirs, but like use get a good template for what it should look like. Make sure you even understand what you're applying for because like I said, I had no clue what research was. I didn't really understand investment banking in first year, to be honest. So that's the most important thing, like being informed. Yeah. Yeah, I was mistakenly applied for operations because I did, like I thought, I think it was COO, IV. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, this is investment banking. <laughs> and then in the video interview, they were like, what, what is the role of like a COO? And I, I know, <laughs> I know so incorrectly. Honestly. Oh, I guess the next question is, how do you, wait, I mean, do you have a question? No, I was going to say something. Um, I think, you know, with, 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 with um, spring weeks, I guess it's also very important for you to, um, it's very important for you to show that you're also interested in the firm. You know, I think, it's based on my experience, and I don't know if MMs is different. Um, I think at, at the summer internship stage, there's a lot more focus on, at the application stage for summer internships, there's a lot more focus on, can you do the job? Do you, how much do you know about banking? Yeah. I think Spring Weeks is, I think it's slightly bigger focus on um, what do you know about the firm, you know? Um, so I think also, like, it's very important for you to, like, know a lot about the firm that you're applying to um, and why you want to be there in, in the first place with spring, um, with spring weeks. So, yeah. I guess how, people, how, yeah. Hmm? Cause I think it's a great more, at least there's a lot of flexibility in terms of this. So, cause a lot of firms don't even do specific like investment banking spring weeks. They do yeah. like, uh, I don't know what they call it, institutional banking or something. That's what they call it. So, it's a lot more for them, a lot more focus on the firm than anything else, really. Yeah. I guess how would how would a person be able to show interest in a company that's not generic? Because I mean, for all of us, we we all have access to like the company's websites, yeah. the recent deals that they've done, all of that information. So, what are some things that people can do to actually show genuine interest in firms? Um, um, do you want to go first? I think you need to speak to someone from the firm. Like, even if they're not in the division, 
you're applying to as long as you can get your hands like on one person speak to them ask them questions like they're going to give you insight that you will never find on the website and that's the best way to show that you've like done your research and you can bring something interesting to your cover letter so that's the easiest way i don't know how else you can go about really researching with public information because at the end of the day everyone's going to say Oh, your firm values this, this, and this that I just read and copied and pasted from your website. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't tell me anything about anything. Yeah. So. I think. Uh, for, oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. I think it just goes down to you just being keen and actually just wanting the position, right? So then, if you wanted to work at, let's say, Goldman Sachs, you would have tried to talk to someone. You might have gone to like an insight event beforehand and things like that. So then that's what they want. They want to see that you're eager to actually work there because they can't expect you to know how to do like financial modeling, for example, if you're in your first year or second year of uni. So I think it just, you have, you have to show that you're willing to do the research to un, like learn about the firm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I th- and I think also it's, it's about like, like Evan said, really, I think the first thing is, we're just putting what Tanya and Evan said together, you know, like interest. All right. Um, and, don't downplay the inside, you know, all those company presentations either at your university or at their offices and try and speak to someone. All right. So, um, and then also with the information they give you about the company, you might, okay, one, find once again, information that is not public. Um, and then it's, you know, whoever's reading your community will be like, okay, you, you must have spoken to someone who works at this firm to get this information. Or even if it's public information, then um, I think put it, bring it back to yourself. So I knew, I remember my um, one of my spring cover letters. The firm had something called an analyst impact fund. I talked about how I'm very big on um, you know community work, all right? Like how it's a big part of you know who I am, and really talked about stuff I'd done in terms of community work. And how I think by working at this firm with the analyst impact fund, you know, I can continue, you know, giving back to my community whilst being an investment banker. Yeah. You know, as it's, it's about some level of creativity, you know, with these things as, as well as, you know, actually mining that information either by speaking to people or, you know, use the public information by linking it back to yourself and presenting that. So, yeah. I guess from what um, all you guys have said, it's kind of highlighted the importance of networking in this industry. Yeah. Because, and that's always, I think for me, that's personally been the most difficult part because sometimes I'm just like, um, what am I going to message this person about? This person is probably going to air me. Because like, you send so many messages on LinkedIn and you get one response and then you send a call. <laughs> and then the, guy, the guy will just be like, oh, sorry, I can't make this time. And it's just, it can very easily become demotivating to network especially when you start off yeah so what do you guys um think like what are your thoughts on how to navigate through networking in this industry personally if someone has your message right why should you care especially if you don't know the person do you know what i mean like at the end of the day it doesn't really matter but i would say now being on the other side of the table I'm getting like 10 requests a day with someone asking me for a call. 
and if people aren't like the best types of people are organized so you ask me for a call i accept you send me a calendar invite so it's in my calendar and then you come with questions obviously i'm gonna give you the time you want do you get what i'm saying if i get a request that now says hi i'm applying what are tips and i'm getting people who are sending me like do you know what i mean structured these are my questions this is what i want to ask you on a call this is when like can i work around your schedule i'd rather devote my time to that person than to you so i think with networking you need to um shoot your shot but be like make it attractive do you know what i mean like i want to ask you about your experience i want to hear from you um, but be prepared for the call, not just like come on a call and you're like, oh, so what do you like about your bank? Like, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> What's the day in the life of a banker? Oh, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, like these people get tens of requests every single day. If someone misses your email, try again because it's most likely they actually just missed it. So I wouldn't take it as like a personal demotivating thing. Dami? I think what I'd say too about, you know, LinkedIn messages and um, emails. Um, this is also going off my summer internship. These guys don't only check their LinkedIn. Like yeah, very, so. very, very, very few of them check their LinkedIn. So most times if you're aired, it's not because they're airing, it's because they just didn't see it. You know, and like I said with emails too, um, even as a summer intern, you're getting close to 100 emails a day. And that is not an exaggeration. You're getting close to 100 emails a day. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's very easy for you know, your email to get lost in all of that, as well as all the work that they're doing uh, during the day. Um, and so for me, my, my approach really has just always been, you know, personal introductions. Um, because, so, okay, take it for example, let's say, I don't know, you are you're applying to, to my firm and um, maybe you're interested in healthcare money. I'm an analyst on, on a different team, but I just want healthcare money. I just be like, hey, this person wants to, to, to speak about healthcare money, all right? Um, and because we're friends, you know, he's kind of obligated to speak to you and stuff. You know? And for me, that's literally been it. Just basically people just introduce me to more people and more people and more people and more people. Because it's more of a thing of, well, if MM can vouch for Dami and say, okay, I think this guy is really smart, you, t- you should talk to him, then the person MM is introducing me to is a lot more keen to meet me and speak to me, okay? Like MM said about the questions, you know, be, be structured about the questions, okay? Um, and ask smart questions. Honestly, I think the, the most annoying question you could probably ask someone in banking is, um so what are your working hours like they're long they're like the hours are on very most times but you do it or do you work weekends they work weekends assume they work weekends like (laughs) these are not you know you should be asking a lot more you know insightful questions you know for example i don't know if maybe did you hear that their firm worked on a certain deal that you're really interested in ask were they on that deal or you know did um you know, what do they think about that deal? If it's something, if it's, you know, public information that they're willing to talk about, things like that. And, you know, one of advice someone gave me was, um, listen, if you're the best way to approach, um, you know, a networking conversation with someone is just approaching it like you're 
at a bar or out on a date with a girl and you're trying to get her to like you. The truth is she wants to talk about herself and how amazing she is and how you know amazing her life is or whatever, okay? So your job is to basically keep like, like almost asking the right questions with sufficient amount of like gassing up to make her keep talking about herself. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite project? Oh wow, that sounds so cool! Tell me more. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that, that's what I'm saying. Because see, truth is, they're they're quite cocky people. Okay, I'm sorry to say that, but most of them are very cocky people, and they they're very much in love with themselves. And so the best way to get them to fall in love with you is to get them to like. It's for you to like basically put them in a position where they get to gas themselves up even more. You yeah. know, you're supplying yeah. sufficient like call to fan the flames of their whatever so that's really of their egos exactly yeah and another thing is that they don't even have a lot of time to talk about themselves or just reflect on what they've done so then you as an internal incoming internal incoming like spring week person just asking them about what they do on a day-to-day or what projects they've been working on is actually quite satisfying usually because even like i did a summer internship this um this past summer and then when you ask them about what work they've been doing, they actually want to talk about it because they haven't actually reflected on what they did. And it's actually quite refreshing to be able to be like, yeah, I worked on this and I was able to do this and that. So yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other thing as well is just, just come up as, you know, um, personal. Okay. So for example, just going back to the analogy of being on a date. Okay. At some point in time, you probably already have like a, like a routine of questions in your head whenever you're going out on a date, when you talk to somebody new. It's the same thing with networking. You <laughs> have a routine. And also it's, I guess, you know, leave the, make the questions on, at least that's for me anyway, make the questions on banking as brief as possible. Literally, maybe just two, three banking questions and then focus more on them as people because as well, it's also want to show that you're personable and you're not like mechanical as an individual. Do you play any sport? Um, you know, where did you grow up? Where did you go to uni? What was that university experience like? How has that university experience impacted your work, you know? Or if you could go back to uni, like what's one thing you would change about your university experience? Just, you know, get them to talk about themselves so they're really feeling themselves, but also just make it also personal, you know? Uh, because the truth is, there is a limited amount of very intelligent banking questions you can ask. Yeah. And it's very likely that, you know, two other people have asked them the same questions before. Yeah. And so they'd literally be bored um, by that yeah. point. It's, you know, it's also be like, feel that you're a fun person, really. Yeah. That's actually think, funny. During my. I was going to say it's actually funny because during like the internship this summer, because it was virtual, let's say three people asked him the same question. The guy is going to be like, okay, all of you, let's hop on a WebEx or Zoom call. I can answer your question at the same time because you're going to ask me exactly the same question. And then you then realize that, okay, the questions I'm asking aren't actually that personal or I'm not going to actually develop a real relationship with that person. So you have to attack it a different way. Yeah. I was going to say that during internship, the conversations that I enjoyed the most were people that didn't basically give me blunt answers as to just their lifestyle and um, 
how banking has been for them because some of my conversations they basically just said okay i'm going to give you an introduction into what i do day to day um you probably have some questions about banking ask them and then we're going to call it a day kind of like some people really did not want to be there they just had to be there <laughs> because it's like oh <laughs> we have to talk to the software interns and then other people really asked me like oh what are your hobbies um really talked about like the secondary school all of these things yeah so it's kind of hit. some people really don't want to talk to you sometimes like they're just not interested or they just don't yeah. have time so when you have conversations with them it might feel forced but that's not really to do with you it's just yeah don't take people it are busy. <laughs> you really don't take people it busy. also just with spring weeks because just to touch on for people that might not know so you you would traditionally do a spring week in your first or second year of uni and then that could get converted into a summer internship which could, which could then get converted into a summer or you just you can just apply at either stage but i just wanted to know um what your guys views were on how important it is to have a spring week for a summer internship so would you need for one on your cv for a summer obviously it really helps like it just shows that do you know what i mean you're in the, interested in the industry you've had brief experience at least you've got a little bit of knowledge um i'm not a recruiter but i have seen people who didn't have any spring weeks and do really really good summer applications so i think it is possible i think you just have to have had some sort of experience on your cv before like something showing that you've done do you know what i mean you haven't just been in uni um and your cv basically just looks like your education and then your hobbies like you need something in between <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree Cause, okay because i was just saying because for spring week applications i know i'm not the only one but when we were applying it was like do or die we're thinking if we don't get this it's going to be the end of the world and when you get rejections rejections is really dejecting so for me it was actually quite like it was demotivating when you just get rejections day like all, over and over but end of the day i was still able to get a summer internship and i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one so yeah just for people that while you're applying spring weeks and you not you didn't necessarily get one or you're just facing rejections right now it's not really the end of the world so yeah there's still a way and obviously if you don't get one you have to find a way to sort of compensate so personally i tried to work over summer and i think that kind of helped me personally so yeah you know, and I, think, you know, I don't know, I, I'd say between MM and myself, you know, we're, we're probably looking at... 30 rejections. Oh, yeah, I was going to say 30, yeah. but, mm, that, that'd be it. but like, yeah, 30 rejections. It's, it's you know, like your friend would say, charge it to the game, you know, because it, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really a part of the game. That's the truth. It's, it's nothing to do with you, all right? It, it's just... It's just what it is, you know. Um, at the end of the day, they're trying to. It's down to you know firm objectives that you're just not a part of, you know, um, or you know filling certain teams or spaces that you just wouldn't be suited for. Um, so that's how you know you will you will get rejected. But or, on that note, though, some of the places that I was rejected for, no, I deserve that rejection for sure. <laughs> there, was, there were some video interviews. They now like I didn't understand the format at all. They'll come on. They'll ask me like, "Why do you want to do banking?" I'll be like, "Um, yeah." <laughs> I'll be like, 
banking um your bank is cool like you work on deals like i just had no clue it was just vibes so deals. Yeah. at the same time there were rejections that i put effort into yeah. and they hurt but like i said like it's kind of like dami was getting at some of it is luck there's an element of luck to it um yeah. if you position yourself really well you can still get rejected however good you are so yeah I think the important thing is not to fall in love with a firm too early because that's happened to me. That happened to me during Shingrick applications. You set your heart on one firm and then you need to get a video interview. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I wrote some yeah. next personal seat, um, cover letter. <laughs> I like your perfect fit. As in Canary Wharf the other day and from, you know, a friend's flat, I could see like the city building and I was just there like, there was a tiny city was the dream. Like, City was the dream. I never got a, I never got to interview Stadium City. Never. Um, wow. I was so in love with that place, like so in love. But hey, <laughs> like, yeah. it happens. Like one of the most frustrating things about app season. I mean, nobody should be fa- you, like, you shouldn't really be failing tests for app season. That's a lack of preparation. But when you first start and you just enter and say, oh, I mean. I study engineering. I don't really need to practice for numerical reasoning. And then you just freeze. It shook you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely very important to prep for tests. Like you shouldn't be, that should not be the stage where you fall off for applications. Because that's something that's very easy to fix. Yeah. Yeah. And it does take a lot of people out. So just imagine like the average person when they're applying to an investment bank, they're just applying because it's a job or a spring rig. They don't necessarily want to do it. So if they then see a math test or like an English, like verbal reasoning or something, they're gonna probably fail or not even try. So you just getting over that hump will just, is actually very good and it's gonna improve your application. So yep. whenever you're thinking of, uh, should I bother doing this? You're actually helping yourself a lot if you can yep. get through those stages. So yeah. See, I, was, I, was, I was telling someone recently, I was like, listen, I, I never say, okay, I'm, I'm an engineering student or whatever. Truth is the format of those numerical tests are just super different, okay? You're not used to receiving information in that format and processing it in that format, like that quickly rather, all right? So I don't, do, I don't lie to myself. Every time I have one, I do it. I do the, you know, I do like maybe five tests, you know, each one maybe two times or something just to like, not you know, just so I can get used to the speed and processing all that information really quickly. You know, yeah. like David said, you shouldn't be getting kicked out of the race just because of those small things. So whatever you have to do, okay. I mean, and people do a lot of things I've, that I've never done. Okay, <laughs> whatever you have to do, and by that I mean, you know, if you have to do the test twenty times, all right. I mean, practice test twenty times so you get quicker each time, and you're getting better at that information each time. Do it. You have to buy practice tests go ahead and do it um you know and yeah and buy times. buy those practice tests honestly yeah. like 50 pounds on like yeah but you should be fine to be <laughs> honest on the real though the logical tests the ones with the shapes they always get me like i've never done any <laughs> i just don't if your firm doesn't so difficult there, there's a firm that begins with m and ends with the letter after T. And the test I've never passed in my life. Yikes, not the letter after T, the letter before T. 
<laughs> you guys are trying to think through the alphabet. M yeah. begins with M. What else ends? M. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That's fine. That's fine. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Wait, Mo- a- Morgan Stanley. A- F- G- <laughs> oh. It ends with the letter before T. Yeah, A B C D E F G H I J K L M N P Q R S T U V. You said ends. Yeah, yeah. M S. Oh, oh. That's, that, that's where you yeah. see. Yeah. That's logic. That's the kind of low key. I felt like I did well for like numerical reasoning for like a bank, and then I flopped verbal reasoning. So it's not only logical, like you can actually flop everything. And that was the first stage. So I just, I just struck out. From the first but that's stage. the point about being informed, right? Like. You need to know that's the first stage, so yeah. it doesn't yeah. shock you when you get there. So yeah, yeah, but live and learn, right? But Honestly. still painful because you write a whole cover letter saying why you love this bank, and then you do the test and you're out. It's like, <laughs> why did I even do that? No, but let's not yeah. lie. After you've written two cover letters, like in second year, like for Spring Book applications, your cover letters were the same. You kept the middle paragraph about why you the same the whole time. And you just changed like the firm deal. And what Can't lie, there's, there was a time in first year when I was very uninformed. I sent the wrong cover letter to the wrong firm. Wow. Like, <laughs> basically, what had happened is in the first line, that, so the name was an acronym, right? In the first line, I put the full name. In all the other lines, it was the acronym. Oh, so you tried to find the replace. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I've nearly done that, but yeah, wow. I haven't. Or well, not that I know of. I don't check, like, because it's actually scary. If I see <laughs> that after I've submitted it. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. Poor form, poor form, to be honest. Yeah. Hmm? Sorry? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask another question. So then just about applications in general. So what can you do to make your application look better? We've talked about networking, but what sort of extracurriculars do you think they'll be looking for i don't think i so with extracurriculars the best ones i've seen are ones that are actually interesting do you know what i mean like if i see someone's cv i saw a cv the other day and this girl was like um i got to semi-finals of x factor that's cool like that's just genuinely cool like i don't i can't say do an investment club like yeah it'll look okay but everyone who's applied does investment club if you have something unique to you it's much easier to start a conversation off the back mm-hmm. off rather than so an investment club what do you like about it do you get like <laughs> i want to hear that you're yeah. actually doing fun interesting stuff in your yeah. own time and you're your own person you're not just like i love the game i love the hustle like all that kind of stuff so yeah i remember my spring week um exit interview um i Probably we spoke about Africa seven percent of that interview. Wow. Um, just based because I put it on my CV that oh I'd done stuff in Africa and we spoke about that seven percent of the interview. Um, you know, and that is you know, and I guess a lot of time when you, when you look at when you're thinking about internships or banking, you're thinking about okay, all the serious you know finance club, consulting club, all that, all the clubs you could possibly do. Um, and I think it's just. <sighs> I know MM can also speak to this, like, um, 
your counterparts or colleagues or whatever who are applying from um you know oxford and cambridge who also went to very top um, schools in the country haven't really done investment banking club they've just played first 11 football or first 15 rugby lacrosse lacrosse or something you know and they talk about that or duke of edinburgh you know or some or took a gap year and went to brazil you know for six months like they're just interesting to speak to um you know and truth is one other thing you also don't realize is most of the mds or vps who are interviewing you at these places also have very similar backgrounds to these people who've also who played lacrosse and went to Oxford and Cambridge and stuff, they never really did internships at university. They were just really, they were just hired based on the fact that they were super interesting people who were, who had degrees that showed, okay, they're smart and they can do work. All right. So really your goal for this, so for HR, you want to be showing, you want to show, okay, I'm keen by doing investment banking club for the interviews with the MDs and VPs. You want to be sure, listen, I'm just a very interesting person who is very, who's keen to work hard. And yeah. Yeah, I really think showing your interest is very important because I mean, you're going to be working long hours and if somebody, you can only talk to, if you can only talk to somebody about finance and your work you're doing, it, you can't really develop a relationship because sometimes you just want something outside of work to take your mind off things. And if you're just talking about, oh, the market is doing this. This is like, like what TV shows are you watching? What do you do in your spare time on the weekend? Like, don't just talk to me about finance all day when I'm looking at spreadsheets the whole time. Yeah, it's actually crazy. And also, my, you don't. Yeah, you can go. Sorry. At my internship last year, we had like, well, you guys weren't in the office, but in the office, most offices you have these huge TVs like near every kind of cubicle of desks and the tvs they'd always put on it it was always cricket world cup um was it cricket world yeah or like the ashes one of the two love island once it got to like nine and that's what people would just be watching and you'll be like oh did you see tommy tommy may or tommy molly molly may did you see what they did? And someone would be like, yeah, oh my gosh, let's talk about it. And then you go and get coffee. And it's very like personal. You need to be able to like the people you're sitting next to for 14 to 18 hours in a day at the end of the day. So, yeah. Random question, but let's see. Um, in one of, how do I phrase this? What's the hardest or weirdest question an MD has asked you in like a networking sense because for me during my summer internship one of the mds in my team asked me which other banks i applied to and i was i basically just froze i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i did not know how to answer that question was this or when you already had the offer like you were in the firm or before as in i had my i was it was during my summer internship but i didn't know if i'd converted at that point Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> and all the well, analysts were just like, oh, he asked you that? That's crazy. <laughs> yes, yeah, but, I mean, but, but it's, a, it's, it's a fair question. I mean, like, I, every time I'm, I met up with, with, with an MD during my summer internship, they always asked, what other firms you applied to? You know, what ones accepted you? Um, and why you yes. chose them? It's, 
like but what 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 is the wrong answer to that or what is the right um, answer? um the, the wrong answer is i didn't apply to any other firm this yeah. was the only firm that I looked at and I'm interested at and I'm so in love with. Thank God they chose me. <laughs> okay, calm, calm. In, in, in that David's of, answer. In the words of saying Bob Risky, you'd be a fucking liar, a dirty dude, and you're living in a cake pipe. Guys. Cause, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just answer honestly. Like I think I, I think I got a similar question in my exit interview from my internship last year. It was something along the lines of, "So you have all these other things. Why would you still pick us?" And I was like, "Well, I really like my my experience here. I love the team. I didn't pick them, but <laughs> 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 but." Like the people here are really cool, so we we'll have to see how the next. Blah, blah, blah. It was just like people like people who everyone wants. Like yeah, that's yeah. how it is with banking. It's an ego thing almost. Like everyone wants you. Oh my gosh, we have to have him. Nobody wants you. Hmm. Yikes. So yeah. I th- I think, but my MD was he was he wasn't asking to I guess gauge interest in me. He's more asking as per. I hope you're not looking to use this internship to leverage and go to another place that was the way he was coming from and i was just like right <laughs> yeah that was a very tricky situation something like you learned very early on is um you always say to people i say there's nothing worse than being in a game or in a on a battleground and not knowing you're on a battleground okay the truth is, if you're MD, if you're on an internship and your MD tells you, listen, you're the best intern he's he's ever had on his team, he's probably telling somebody else that. Yo, They're playing a game. You also cool. have to play the game as well. Like the streets is cold. Yeah. Streets is cold. <laughs> so you tell them what they want to hear, which is you know, without lying as well, which is I'm yeah. gonna do my internship here. Okay, I genuinely think that, you know. I can grow at this firm, learn a great deal at this firm and add the sort of value that I feel like I want to add or the sort of value that I was seeking in an investment banking career, which is the truth. Okay. But then you don't let that, you don't get comfortable in the fact that he's told you he really likes you or he really wants you back on his team or, you know, that sort of stuff. Those uh, guys, their job is actually to sell. Like, yeah. They're yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'll sell to everyone. They actually say the mm-hmm. same thing to everyone. You can actually be trash and they'll just still be like, yeah, we really liked you. Hope to see you next year. <laughs> yeah. And no full well, you're not coming back. <laughs> you're not getting... It's hard to be. They're like a clown. Because uh, so-and-so told me that he's going to see me next year. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> now that was actually... We hope you make the right choice. It's like, I hope you make the right choice. Like, give me an offer <laughs> so I can make the choice. <laughs> what do you mean we hope? Wish you the best in your future endeavors. Uh, well, when you hear that one, you know it's a rap, though. Yeah, that's a rap. That's a rap. That's a rap. That's a wish. Yeah. They're not playing a part in that. At all. Guys, my fantasy football, 75. Wow, I need to watch this game. <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't help if you watch it. Trust me, oh. it doesn't. <laughs> Okay. Like in the sense that it just makes you more stressed. It's like you know when you're gambling or like you place the bet and you're watching the game. It doesn't change. I'm not anything. gambling, please. This is very. You want what's it? What's his name? Greenwood to score. <laughs> <laughs> no. Assist, go assist. 
True. United are losing right now, which is to Crystal <laughs> Palace, right? But that's yeah. really good because you, you know what I did. My goalkeeper is Crystal Palace. Henderson, mad. Henderson. And yeah, it's good. It's good. Sorry, sorry. To the real. Yeah. And what did you say your questions were? My so, question. Uh, oh, I was going to ask about how uni has helped you, how your uni has helped you prepare. So, like, or how they can help you even. So, like, stuff about societies and all of that. But uni career teams are not it. Like, in general. I'm not sure. At Imperial, at least. Uni team didn't really know. Like, the careers program didn't seem to know what investment banking really was but the day before my BAMO interview this guy was telling me to read market research reports about where BAMO as a bank is placed in the banking sector I was like what like <laughs> 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 huh and he was yeah it was not helpful um I think the best thing uni has given me though is probably the confidence to like be myself and speak confidently to other people um giving me a great network of friends who are all like doing interesting things and do you know what i mean can introduce you to the right people as well um yeah i think that's it i'm not sure Dami, what do you think yeah i think you know um your uni isn't gonna help you um at least once again, we went to Imperial, so we can only speak from from that angle. But I think it's very much the same with a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. Uni is gonna isn't gonna be very helpful in, in the application process. Um, you know, I guess it's just once again just what like I said, what is very important, especially when it comes to you know application time, is you know being surrounded with by the right kind of people who can give you the information you need to you know maybe be a lot smarter or quicker at an interview or maybe speak to a certain MD or analyst or someone who can, you know, help prep you for that interview process. I also think what is also very important as well is, you know, or the the guys at, you know, finance societies or investment societies have also built very strong relationships, in my opinion, um, even though I was never a part of finance or investment society with, um, with these um, organizations and stuff. Um, and they would always host events, okay? So it's whenever they have events, they may not latch on and apply to the event <laughs> or something, or you know, be a member of the society for one day so I can go to that event. Um, and I guess at th- those events are very quick and easy ways to, to meet um, people. Um, I remember in second year, I went to an event organized by the Finance Society and I made one of, at the time, he was VP um, at the firm. I was applying at the firm, and I made this guy read my cover letter right there and then. Like, and all the edits that he was making, I was just literally writing down right then and then, and just changing everything on the spot mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I went to the bathroom, made those changes, showed it to someone else who was an associate at the firm too. She was like, "Oh, okay, this is pretty good. I just changed this part." And that was it. So, I mean, of course, not everyone gets the opportunity to do that. But I think just by going to the event, you get to speak to interesting people. Like, you know, we'd mentioned earlier, um, mm. who can give you information that is will be super valuable. So I guess that's just the benefit of university. Otherwise, I'm on your own. Or... <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to end it there. 
Thanks a lot, Emma and Dami, for talking to Thank us you today. Guys. It's been really insightful. So for our listeners, if you have any more questions, just feel free to uh, message at Money Amandem and we can direct them to Emma and Dami. So yeah, thanks a lot for today, guys. Thank you, guys. Wait, I'll call you right now. I have to ask you a question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Thank right. you. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Money and Mandem, and we hope you tune into our next one. Bye.